So I saw that. Sorry, was this is the I warned you. This is the you yeah. know tangent we're going to die. I didn't tell you this would be a tangent, but welcome to the tangent. <laughs> I just think. Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. <laughs> All right, Jill, thank you so much for making me chuckle as we do this. Welcome. Thanks for uh, making some time on this Tuesday. I got it right this time. Taco Tuesday, like you said earlier. But welcome. Why don't you tell our audience, how did you end up in Westport? <laughs> well, I mean... I've known to be spontaneous and do random things now and then. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was living in Bellingham with my husband and, uh, we previously had lived in Hawaii and then New York and we lived in New York. We lived, uh, on the coast in, in Long Beach and, uh, we moved to Bellingham and, you know, we love Bellingham, love being in the mountains, but we were really missing the ocean. And so we took, uh, day trip out to Westport and, um, kind of checked it out and we're like, Oh, this place is pretty cool. Did a camping trip here. And I was like, Hmm, I mean, I'm, I kind of miss the ocean. And so I, um, I, uh, I'm obsessed with Zillow. <laughs> I love real estate and I, tend to get myself into trouble. And, um, so I was looking for some property on the coast. I thought in, I was like, I need to have something on the beach, someplace to go camp. Let me find some oceanfront property or something cool, um, along the Washington coast just to have a fire pit and, uh, a place to park (laughs) and camp. And I, Probably a couple of years later, about four years ago, we came out to Westport. It was January. It was a bluebird day. And I had seen a house on Zillow and I was like, let's go look at this thing. It's like really cheap and I'm kind of interested. And we show up and it's one of those like t-shirt in January kind of days that you don't, you know, <laughs> that that happen but are not common you found the unicorn (laughs) we found the unicorn and um you know of course there was this gorgeous just you know probably four foot wave offshore just winds just peeling just gorgeous and my husband greg he's like oh man he runs back to the car, grabs his surfboard. I grab my phone and I call my real estate agent and I'm like you need to get out here right away and uh yeah so we bought it, not knowing exactly what we were going to do with this house, um, kind of a remodel and project. And, uh, after spending probably almost a year here, we said, Hey, like maybe we want to live here full time. And so we rented out our house in Bellingham and we've been here full time since, um, fortunately at the time I was working for Lufthansa group and I could, I was working remotely for a number of years. So I lived in Westport and was commuting to New York and, uh, Zurich <laughs> quite a bit. So were you flying out of SeaTac or Portland? SeaTac. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So literally you bought the house in after looking at it in January. Mm-hmm. Now you yeah. skipped part of the story though, I think, because he grabbed his surfboard. Yeah. So how was the surfing that day? Is that what's, is that what sold the, the, the surfing was good? 
It was really good. And the, you know, the beach was empty and it was just gorgeous and perfect. And I mean, we'd been out, I think we'd been to Westport two or three times before we bought the house. But I mean, <laughs> that's kind of how I roll sometimes. I'm like, oh, it feels right. Let's just give her a go and see what happens. Okay. <laughs> in doing my research for this, and in, 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 if you're, for those of you listening, no one ever sees what I look like and all that, but I'm looking off to the angle. You see that I'm looking at an angle because I've got my monitor split and I'm looking at a website over here. So that's what I'm looking at. I don't know. So it's your company's Instagram feed that I'm looking at. And my computer's giving me some fits because when I try to click on an image, it doesn't open the image. So I can't read like what the descriptions are. It's been mm-hmm. an ongoing problem. Is that your Westphalia? Yeah. Really? That is a fun story too. Well, go ahead and share it because <laughs> let's, let's talk Westphalia. Let's talk Vanigans. I mean, so what the I, heck? I, I, I mentioned my impulse and my spontaneity. I, <laughs> so I guess a little overshare. I was living in New York and I needed to have a hysterectomy. So flew to Alaska to where my surgeon was. I used to live in Alaska. And so I wanted to go back to my doctor there for surgery. Um, And as you know, it's pretty long recovery. It's eight weeks minimum. You can't do anything. You can like lift up a cup of coffee and then that's it. Mm -hmm. And um, some good friends of mine, they were kind enough to give us uh, one of their houses to use <laughs> nice problem <laughs> right, yeah. and um so we had a place to stay and we're just gonna post up there and we had to stay there for an extended period of time before i would be cleared to fly fly back to new york and so on day two or three post-stop i was maybe not in a sober state because i was a couple days post-stop and i look at greg and i was like man we need to we need to get a Westphalia. Like I can't sit in this house for another month. And he looks at me like, is she, yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get a Westie. Let's, let's see what's available. So we start perusing Craigslist and there's nothing, no Westies for sale. And I'm like, Oh no, like broken dreams. And so I was like, Oh, I'll check the RV section of, of Craigslist and, and see if there's anything there. So I click on it. There's one in there. And again, it's a unicorn, right? This thing has 26,000 original miles on it. It's been garaged its entire life. And this guy is, he's, he's basically been, he, it's another whole long story. I won't go into, but he now finds that he, he needs to, sell this thing and quickly. And I'm like, Oh man. So the friends that we were st- whose house we were staying in, they're also super passionate about Volkswagens and, and Eurovans and Vanagans and stuff. So I, I'm like, you know, I contact him, you know, the dad and I'm like, Hey George, what do you think about this? Is this a good idea? He's like, yeah, let's go look at it. So we go and we, <laughs> we go to the gas station. We meet up with the, this guy to look at this van and it's like, it should be in a museum. Like this thing is like, like just the most incredible Westphalia I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> George looks at me, he goes, yeah, if you don't buy this thing, I am. So 
bought it and we spent the next um, eight weeks driving around uh, Alaska for my recovery. So I, I couldn't really do much, which is okay. But I mean, Alaska is incredible. So Greg, you know, my, my, my partner and my husband, Greg, he is uh, a, a videographer and a filmer. And so it kind of gave him this whole, all this time to do time lapses and go do stuff. And we just got to explore and it was, it was awesome. So it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like takes one of those things where you're like, Oh, it's like a bad life event, but all of a sudden you have like all these really cool, positive memories around it. With your permission, I'm going to steal one of your Instagram photos of the to put in the show notes because it's, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, really nice. it's just beautiful. And I you know, <sighs> I, I have a, I have a, a, a Westie story. I bought one. Mine was a 1980 and it was, it was an air cooled engine and I bought it for like 500 bucks. It was not, it was not a unicorn. It was a donkey, (laughs) but I had just, I'd been divorced maybe a year at that time. And I thought, well, my kids will like it. They'll, I'm not a camper, but I thought, oh, my kids might like this. This might be, you know, this might be great. So I buy this thing and my kids come over to visit for the weekend and I'm like, look, and they were scared of it. They, they, I couldn't get them to climb up. They they just, and I think I may, I maybe put 50 miles on that thing. Oh no. That's, that's it. You know, I, 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 yeah, maybe 50 miles and it was, it needed a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. It's probably, if I would have gone 55 miles, it would have died. So, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> but I have always, I, I just think they're really cool. I also know that they can be temperamental. And some people are putting, you know, Subaru engines in the back of them and all of those things that make them a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, more powerful, more reliable. But I don't know. I just think they're, so I saw that. So I was, this is the, I warned you, this is the you yeah. know tangent. We're going to die. I didn't tell you this would be a tangent, but welcome to the tangent. <laughs> I just think. Oh, we can tie yeah, it back mm-hmm. to Westport because if you go to West Haven State Park, pretty much on any day, it's a right. parking lot full of Westies. With exactly. It's, it's and, like the yeah. Perfect vehicle for Westport. So it does segue back to Westport. So let me ask you this question about Westport. Where's the best place to take your Westfalia? How's that? How's that for a question? So hmm. like if I, if I was driving into Westport yeah. in a, in mine, and it wasn't on the back of a tow truck. Um, <laughs> if, I, if I was driving into Westport, never been there before, where would you say we should go with that thing? Um, I guess it depends on what you want to do, for sure. Um, I mean, Westport is unique. You can drive on the beach in Westport, and some people will take, I know, they just want to go get the Instagram shot of their car on the beach. Mm-hmm. I think that, mm-hmm. that people think that's pretty cool. Um, I won't take mine on the beach because salt. And I I mean, it's just, I don't want it to get rusty or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I guess where would you go? You could go to the Marina district. You can go down and pick up some seafood and go find a place to park, uh, the cove at West Haven state park or half moon Bay. It's a really cool spot to go into. Um, it's, it's a bit of a protected, uh, bay and you, so you can park up there and have a nice view of the ocean and the waves rolling in and a really beautiful beach with a bunch of driftwood. That sounds awesome. So, and then 
there's also, if you're looking to camp, there's, you know, obviously there's, there's a few different options. There's a lot of camp camping options in Westport as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywhere but a Walmart parking lot. We don't want to. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> I, but I want to go someplace with a nice, a nice view and all of that. So the reason you're on or is a, you responded to cold outreach email, but you own a, a, a company called capture share repeat. Yep. And you do marketing and advertising for businesses. And one of your clients is experienced Westport. Correct. Yep. That's why you're our, our Westport subject matter expert. So I just wanted to get out there that you're, you're doing promotional work for Westport and, and the website's beautiful. I mean, thank you. I, I can't, well, I was in Westport like two or three years ago for business, which wasn't pleasant. So I wasn't there for tourism, but so let's talk about the, the beach floats that you guys are doing. What's, how did that come about the whole beach combing and where the, I don't know, is seeding the right word that they're, they're bringing Japanese floats in for, for people to find. Yeah. So the Westport Maritime Museum acquired a number of, authentic glass fishing floats from Japan. And it was part of their tsunami relief. I don't know if they were trying to raise money or, or what the connection was, but the, uh, one of the cool things about Westport is obviously it's the beach combing. And even today we still have authentic glass and plastic Japanese floats and, you know, you know, some water bottles and other, <laughs> other things other, that, you know, maybe things, right? you, you prefer to not find on the beach. But, uh, so it's really a cool thing to find, uh, an authentic Japanese float that has traveled all the way across the ocean and, and arrived on our beaches, which is intact. That's the part that always gets me is that they're intact. They're intact. They're really thick glass. They're, I guess they're made out of, uh, recycled sake, bottles from what I've, from what I've been told. Um, so, but they're pretty, yeah, it's not like a blown glass thing. That's really dainty and breakable. They're like pretty robust and pretty strong. Like, I mean, they have to be to travel across the the ocean and arrive on our shores and in surf and, and they get washed up and typically in big high tide, they get thrown up onto the beach and, um, typically, you know, they end up on logs or behind logs and things of that nature. So, I mean, we get a lot of people out here beach combing and looking for glass floats, looking for agates, beach glass, and just other mm-hmm. cool stuff that, that comes up. And, um, I was in 2020 or maybe the end of 2019, they sort of, they had done, um, they basically gave fishermen from what I'm told, they were given, you know, these glass floats to fishermen, they worked with somebody for the tides and they put the, they put the glass floats in in the water and, you know, with the currents that they would show, show up on the beach for, um, I think they had done it over like Memorial day or Easter holiday or something along those lines. Um, just as kind of like an exciting thing, they're marked, um, they're etched so that, you know, they're not real. Um, cause I think it's, you know, they, they want people to, know when they find a real one still that it is authentic and real. Um, so they had put them in the water 
and they came in, but they came in kind of all together. So they would sort of pool in the water. So one person would be like, and come on, there'd be like 20 floats there or something. And they were like, jackpot. So, um, yeah, so now they've kind of changed their strategy a little bit. They're not putting out big chunks all at once, but they have, um, I think almost like 1200 floats that they're putting out between like the beginning of January through Memorial day for, um, for people to find. And I mean, people, they love it. I mean, I, I live here. I've found two in the last like four years. So it's like, it's a pretty cool, like, even though they're not real, it's like still like they're real, but they're not right. You know what I mean? Um, it's still really exciting to find. And yeah, so there's been really great feedback on that. And, um, the, the South beach historical society, and the Westport Maritime Museum have been very active into making that program happen. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, so what, what is the most interesting thing that you have found on the beach? A jet ski. <laughs> a jet ski. Uh, yeah, like a 1990s wet jet. To be exact, if you look on uh, my dog's Instagram, you'll find photos of that thing as well because he thought it a was 19, really cool. A 1990s jet ski washed up in in Westport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I would not have I would not have guessed that if to be your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. So that's what you found. How about what's the most interesting thing you've heard? Mm, well, I mean, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen people finding some really, some authentic Japanese glass floats. They still have like the, like the old netting wrapped around them. And I saw um, this guy, he, it was huge. Like he found a, like one of the really big ones actually, uh-huh. Uh, within like the last month or so, I thought that was, that was pretty cool that the the big ones are still coming in as well. Um, I mean, there's a lot of like, really, we get really unique and cool driftwood that comes in. So you can get like a whole driftwood tree. Um, and then they usually have like these really cool gooseneck barnacles and stuff on them. And they're like moving, which is like pretty cool. Um, We've unfortunately had a couple of whales wash up, which I would say is um, not that the happiest thing to see, but it's also, I mean, it's, it's interesting, I guess, to some degree to, to see them (laughs) like that up close and, um, and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it's not a jet ski, but (laughs) not a jet ski. So one of the things that I, when I think of Westport that I think of is, is, um, charter fishing. Mm-hmm. I, I think that growing up in Washington state, friends and neighbors, not me, but friends and neighbors, they like their dads love to go to Westport for charter fishing. That was like the, that just seemed to be the kids in my neighborhoods. Dads, let's go to Westport. Let's go rent a charter. 
I mean, it's still happening, obviously. It's still happening. And I mean, the fishing has been great right now. The bottom fish are open. So, you know, they're getting lingcod and rockfish. And I mean, I was at the grocery store the other day and this, you know, little chunk of lingcod was $16. And I mean, you can go on a fishing charter. It's like, you know, it's under 200 bucks and you you can fill your freezer probably for the entire, entire year. So um, and then it's always cool to, you know, to know where your fish comes from or your food comes from and be like, oh, I caught that myself. And, you know, you know that it's gone from the boat. Um, either you can process it yourself or there's a, a company here called Marinos and they, any fish we get, we take it there. They cut it up into serving sizes that you want and they vacuum seal it and label it and you pick it up like 20 minutes later. It's awesome. So it kind of oh, wow. takes all of like the headache out of, you know, oh. <laughs> getting your own fish right and and they'll you know they can flash freeze it for you too if you're if you're traveling with it or something so wow i i know I, that's that's very cool i had no idea yeah it's awesome i didn't know either <laughs> until because uh, somewhat recently and i was like oh like we kind of cause i was always like that's a lot of work like to deal with all that fish after you catch it but to know that you can just drop it off and go have lunch and then go pick it up and it's ready to go i'm like oh, i can i can handle that so there's a, is there a fish market? We can have I, like, sorry, can I drive to town and, and go pick up some fresh seafood? You can, we have, there's three, three fish markets here in Westport. Um, we have Brady's, which they do their own. They do the oysters there. You'll see them right when you come over the bridge on the right hand side, but they also sell live crab and all sorts of other seafood. And then in the Marina, we have Marino's, which also, that's the packaging of the fish. They have mm-hmm. a great seafood market there. And then there's seafood connection on float eight. And as well, they have a huge selection of, of fresh fish and even they're doing like smoked fish and canned as well. Um, and they're buying directly from the fishermen. And mm-hmm. often in the summer too, uh, a lot of the fishermen are selling tuna and crab directly from their boats. So you can actually walk right up on the docks and go, see a fisherman and, and buy a crab, live crab right from them. Wow. I'm looking at this, um, on the experience Westport, there's the graphic for the Westport's fresh catch. Mm-hmm. I hadn't, I had no idea. Like the crab is really only, it's 10 months of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't realize it was that common. It is. It's, I mean, it's a huge, we have a, a, a lot of local fishing families here and, um, it's, it's a really small community and it's, it's, I don't know, it's pretty, I don't know. I love the fact that you can go down and you can buy and directly support these fishing families because they work really hard. Um, oh, yeah. you know, if you look out on the horizon at night, you see all the fishing boats out there and they're just, they work around the clock. It's, it's pretty, wow. pretty incredible. So is there a, now I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'll ask it singularly, but you can answer with multiple answers. Where's a great place to grab seafood for a meal in Westport? So so there's, I mean, there's a few different options for, for seafood here for, for the restaurants. We don't have a lot. It's a lot of small, everything here is like small family run businesses. 
So Mm -hmm. we have some great fish and chips options, which is, I would say Bennett's and Marino's have really great fish and chips. Um, Aloha, Alabama has amazing fish tacos. The Westport winery has a number of really nice fish dishes as well. And, um, as well as the lighthouse bistro and, um, for breakfast, there's a place called the blue buoy and they do breakfast and lunch as well with local crab and stuff. It's really good. Okay. And I'm probably missing somebody that's going to be really upset with me. Yes. You're, you're, Apologies to anyone that was missed. We're not trying to exclude anybody. <laughs> I'm actually looking at the Blue Buoys uh, menu. Oh, okay. Um, I'll back to the job at hand here. I think they <laughs> um, have the Blue Buoy, if I remember, has a, a menu item called the Hot Mess or something like that, which is I it's pretty hilarious. I, yeah, I love it. It's so how is, I mean, so we're going to shift. So you, New York, Hawaii, Alaska, yeah, Alaska before that, but New York, Hawaii, then Bellingham, which seems a little odd. I mean, (laughs) it does just seem, you know, Hawaii is its own thing. And then New York is New York. Yeah. And then Bellingham, but now you're, now you're in Westport, which is kind of isolated. Kind of. I mean, it's what an hour and a half from Olympia. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like an hour and 15. We're, yeah. I mean, it's from my house to SeaTac's about two hours and five minutes to the airport. Given what no time tra- of day do you go? I because mean, the traffic from Olympia to SeaTac is. No, do you fly there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to time it right. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't, obviously, you can't go anywhere in Seattle during rush hour. So you got to, you got to make good decisions but, on your travel times. <laughs> Westport doesn't have a shopping mall. It doesn't have big box stores. It's a small town. Mm-hmm. You're a little isolated in that respect. What has been the, for you, what are some of the charms of the area that like, like, I don't want to say this. It's eight o'clock at night and you're not going to, well, not that you'd go to Costco at eight o'clock at night, but it's eight o'clock at night and you're working on, on the house. You're not going to run down to Home Depot and pick up the supplies because there's not a Home Depot in Westport, right? So you got to be a little bit more purposeful. Yeah, for so sure. So what are some of the charms of the smaller community that you've found to be like, oh, this is awesome. I love this. Um, well, I'm not even, you know, I'm not like a huge city person to begin with, I grew up in Canada and British Columbia. And then, so the Bellingham thing, I immigrated a million years ago in the nineties <laughs> and lived in Bellingham before leaving, uh, to go to school in Michigan. And then, um, from there moved to Alaska, Hawaii, New York. And then, so, so back to Bellingham as, as kind of a home base. then. Okay. so, I mean, for me, the charm of Westport is, is kind of it is definitely it's authenticity. It's not, it's just, it is what it is. It's a beach town. It's a fishing town. Everybody's just pretty down to earth. There's not a lot of pretentious, <laughs> you know, you have miles and miles of beaches, just, you know, you can find your own space. Like you don't have to be shoulder to shoulder with anybody. There's, you know, it's very, yeah, I don't know. It's just very safe and just, it's a little rugged, which I like as well. Okay. And so it's not real polished or real it, it's slick. Not, 
No, we're not. We're not polished. <laughs> not yet. Maybe. I mean, I, I hope it doesn't get too polished because I, I like that it's sort of true to its roots and it is, you know, it is at its core, uh, a fishing town for sure. But it's, I mean, you can just walk, you know, go down the street and get some of the freshest seafood, or you can go throw a crab pot at the marina and catch it yourself. Um, you can fish for perch. You could go play in the water. There's great rivers and stuff close by. It's just. It's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. I absolutely, there's a lot going on. Where did it go? Where'd it go? Oh, let's talk about the lighthouse. Yeah. Because I can't find it at my fingertips. The internet is failing me. It's a fairly tall lighthouse for Washington State, if I remember correctly. It is the tallest lighthouse in Washington State. And I believe it's the third tallest on the West Coast. And it's pretty cool because they have its volunteer run through okay. the the South Beach Historical Society and the Westport Maritime Museum. And you can climb to the top. They do tours and they take you to the top and you can go like check out the original light and they tell you all about all about lighthouses <laughs> and that mm-hmm. one in particular when you go, um, which is really unique and it's a hundred and some steps to the top, which is pretty cool. And then you get a nice view when you're up there. And um, a few times a year, it has the the original uh, Fresnel lens in there, and they they light that up some lighthouse day and on the anniversary of it opening and you know Fourth of July and things like that, which is pretty cool to see. It's like pretty dramatic. So is it is it's not operational then anymore? It's it's an, or has something replaced it? I mean, I guess two part question: Is it operational? And um, I believe yes, it is operational that okay. it's not using the big original light anymore but they have a smaller light that that it uses but it's interesting because the one thing that you'll notice about our lighthouse is it's not on the water it's in a forest well from this photograph <sighs> i see the trees I, you're right i don't see that what so do you know the story of why it was put there then so it was on the water at one point but when they put in the jetty the land accreted and built up and uh, now it's in a forest of trees. So it's a pretty bizarre lighthouse because it's not directly on the water. It's in a forest. That is very, that's, that's a very cool story. Okay. I don't know what to say to that. (laughs) I mean, it's Um, really interesting. It never, I mean, the first time I saw it, you think it would just like trigger you to be like, why is it in a forest? But it really took a while before I was like, wait, that's weird. <laughs> like, I didn't even, <laughs> it kind of didn't cross my mind right away that you're like, it's just like surrounded by trees. It's like quite a ways back from the water. Like most lighthouses are on like a cliff and like, like all this, you know, you get like the big storms and sprays, like you, you know, it, yeah, no, it's just like chilling in the trees. <laughs> chilling in the trees. So we'll bounce over to capture, share, repeat, and it and your work for Experience Westport. So as like I said, I'm on the site. 
are you guys the photographers doing the content for the site? Yeah, we do all the photo, video, all the marketing communication. Wow. I'm looking at there's this picture of somebody holding a glass float above their head at sunset. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's me. That's a really... That's a, huh? <laughs> I said, that's that me. You? Yeah. Oh, is it? <laughs> it is. Okay. Wow. That's a cool float. Yeah. That's a good size float that you're holding up above your head. Yeah, it's huge. They're heavy. So how long did you guys, how long, how many, how many, how many, how long did it take you to get that shot? <laughs> Cause were you tired by the time you were My arms are just huge now after holding that thing up. I got some guns. <laughs> I got some guns after that. No. So you guys are doing, so your company is doing all the, the imagery for the site. This, I will tell you that this is a really nice looking site. People go, I will put a link to it, but you know, you, you are presenting Westport in a very visually attractive way. Thank you. No, it's, I mean, when we started doing work for Westport and, you know, the communication and and posting photos, we got so many messages from, from locals that were like, wow, you really make our town look beautiful. I'm like, I'm not making it look beautiful. It is beautiful. I'm just here capturing it. Like I'm not, you know, I don't make it look any one way. That's actually what, what it looks like. It's, it's awesome. And so it's, it's been great to see sort of like a renewed sense of pride within the community, being able to see their, their town and their community presented well, I think, which has been really exciting for us. I know it's, so we're going to transition and talk about your, your company in just a little bit. So tell us about, I like the name capture, share, repeat. I think that's pretty cool. What, what are you guys doing? Um, we do tourism, travel, destination marketing, action sports marketing. We have other, you know, other brands that we work with, but my, you know, my passion and background is, is very much in tourism and obviously working for the airlines and for a number of years and with, with a, a number of, uh, destinations. It's, it's definitely our passion first, I would say. That's, that's wonderful. I'm, like the, the, the show is exploring Washington state, but I, I, I'll admit I'm looking at something in Switzerland. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. We love, we love Switzerland. We work with Switzerland tourism quite a bit in the past and they're just, it's the, again, a, an amazing country, no ocean there. So we can talk about it. It's good. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not Washington state, but you yeah. know, it's uh, just, there's just some beautiful imagery on your site. So that's, so the, the main page is a, a guy looking at a camera viewfinder on a low tripod wearing a hat. Is that your husband? Yeah, that's Greg. Okay. Hi, Greg. Um, <laughs> He's not here. <laughs> so what, I mean, you guys are doing, okay. So you've got European stuff here and now you've got Westport, which seems like a, like a world of difference to me, yep. which is cool, which is really, really cool. Um, what's what's next for you guys as a company you weren't prepared for this question but so like what what's next what are you guys trying to do for the back half of 2021 um i mean we right now have like a great client load and um i'm we really i really want to play a little bit so it's that fine balance of i mean luckily a lot of our work we do kind of is aligned with us going on adventures and whatnot where mm-hmm. 
Uh, we're doing, uh, we have a new client who is a new adventure van company, which we're really excited about. So that's going to open a lot of doors for us to go out and shoot and, you know, go do the stuff that we're passionate about, which ultimately is creating content. And, um, yeah, so we can combine sort of, you know, that work for that company with also showcasing, you know, the destinations and whatnot that we're working with, which is really cool. That is, that's, that's awesome. Good. All right. Well, bounce back. I love just you know, keeping people on their toes. The listeners never know what to think. Of an episode, I'm sure if they listen to a full episode, they're probably like going, what the heck is this guy doing? This? But we haven't talked about places to stay in Westport. Yeah. So there's a number of options for places to stay. And I think that it just sort of depends on what your sort of style of, of travel is. So if, if you want to go, <laughs> if you want to sleep in a well, I joke because, you know, I told you my, I told you my Westphalia story, but my, my idea of camping is bad room service. That's the kind of <laughs> world. So. I mean, I don't know that you'll find room service in Westport. I don't know. We're not that kind of town. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I joke because I rarely stay in places that offer room service that I would want to have. Um, yeah. So we have, you know, we have great places to camp. Uh, so if you mm-hmm. have um, like RV, like if you're camping with RV or if you're camping with a tent, there's options for you. Uh, Lodge camps has a hostel as well. So that's, that's the only hostel that we have here, but so you can rent a, a bunk there, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have, you know, we have a handful of hotels, motel and, um, condos. So there's some oceanfront condos that you can rent, which are quite nice. And, um, and then of course we have a number of VRBOs kind of blown up all over right now. There's, so if you want a beach house, that's oceanfront, it's kind of more upscale you can you can rent a really nice beach house or you can also yeah it's kind of something for everybody whether you want to sleep on the ground in your tent <laughs> or you want like a uh a, a kind of budget travel there's a lot you know there's budget travel options as well and then kind of like the more swanky house rentals right you've got one image here and it's not that you're going to remember every every image on the site but it's of a sunset there's a deck couple of empty chairs mm-hmm. right on the beach, basically. Yeah. That will work nicely. Yeah. That's, va- <laughs> that's vacations by the sea. That's the oceanfront condos. Uh, uh, yeah. That's just, the view is just spectacular. Yes. Yeah. It's a great spot. And what are all the little cabins then? So the next, so it's a sli- there's slider going across and mm-hmm. there's all these little cabins. Oh, those are super cute. Those are at the Marina. So they're okay. uh, the, Westport Marine Cottages, I think is the name of those. And um, yeah, I think I've never been in one. I should probably go take a look, but <laughs> um, they're, no. they're, they're small. I think they're like a one room with like kind of like a studio and these cute little colorful cabins with a little deck that overlook the marina. And, and those are fun because mm-hmm. you can watch the fishing boats coming and going and all of, you know, all the the cool activities that are happening in the marina. And then you can, from there, right. you can easily walk to the marina district and go shop or eat or. Oh yeah. So these are really, I mean, they're, that would be fun too. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to be able to sit there that close to the water. Yep. Okay. When we talked on the phone, one of the things we talked about 
is something and we'll just, we'll go. So Westport has a winery. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what can you share about the winery? Because I don't think of grapes when I think of the ocean like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what about the Westport winery? Let's go for that. That can be our first conversation. Yeah. So the, the winery is really a, a great destination and they're not growing grapes out here. They, they get their, their grapes from Eastern Washington and other places. And, and then I, they're making the wine here in, in mm-hmm. Westport. So they go and they get okay. the grapes and they bring them back and they have just these incredible gardens that Kim, who's Kim and her husband, uh, Blaine, who are the owners there, they, they have just a number of just, just, amazing gardens with sculptures and flowers that you can cruise around in and a really nice restaurant there. And they have just opened up uh, the first international mermaid museum, which is kind of fun. We got to check it out uh, last, last weekend they had their grand opening and uh, essentially they are teaching ocean ecology based in mythology. So yeah, it's a really cool idea. They have a lot of really awesome events going on. And um, actually, I'm happy you asked about it. Through uh, April, they're offering free admission into there. So definitely worth checking out if you're coming here this month and and beyond. And there's a lot of mermaid fans out there that are pretty <laughs> pretty excited about when, it. When, you, when we talked on the phone, I was just, I mean, I was like, Really? You don't think it's a mermaid museum? This is this is an intriguing idea. Yeah. It, Give us a little a little snippet of what you saw when you were there. And don't just say mermaids. But um <laughs> just like So, you know, there's definitely there's there's mermaids and it's really cute inside for sure. So she's like designed with uh, Kim who who's the owner out there who started the museum. She's an incredible artist herself. And she, her, one of her, um, businesses as well as this ocean's daughter, uh, distillery. So they're, they're doing spirits there as well. And then all of the labels are mermaids that she's painted, which is actually really cool. So she, she has this just deep connection with mermaid mythology, but also, uh, just with, the ocean itself. So, um, so basically what, what it is, yeah, there's, there's some mermaid stuff in there, but you'll also learn about, you know, like clamming and different shells. And so there's a lot of artifacts in there and, um, really, and she's, they've had a bunch of really cool stuff donated and she's, they've made really nice displays and they have featured artists. And so she has really big plans to do a lot of cool stuff with the with well, museum. on their site right now and i'm looking at you know there's some what you had mentioned the food was you know photography is wonderful for the food but there's this i don't know if it's a installation that she did with a lot of glass floats but they're in a metal for lack of a better word like cage mm-hmm. and the and it's just to I me mean, it's just visually very cool um yeah. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on here. I had no, I had no <laughs> idea what was going on. So that's, that's kind of, this is very fun. That's awesome. There's, I'd like to talk at a high level, just, just high level, because this is a question like this. I can't wrap my brain around. 
Surfing in the Pacific Ocean in Washington State seems like it would be really cold. It is. Okay. So <laughs> why do people do it? Because, like, if I wanted to surf, and you know, the idea of me standing on a board, first off, that's hysterical. Yeah. Because um, I wouldn't stand for five seconds, I'd be thrown. But I would want to do it where it was warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just, we can leave it at that. So to me. I mean, there's nothing that makes you feel more like a superhero than going to the freezing Pacific Ocean wearing a wetsuit. And I mean, wetsuit technology is great. You're actually not, you know, when you're in the water, it's, it's, it's really not so bad. And I mean, summertime, it warms up quite a bit so you can have a, a thinner suit and, you know, you'll see people out that are pretty hardcore that are in when the ocean water warms up a bit, you'll see women in bikinis and guys in board shorts out surfing. Do you surf? I do not incredibly well. (laughs) Okay. So you, you, you have surfed Washington state Pacific ocean beach. Mm -hmm. You look relatively sane. I do. Um, I just don't, I just scratch my head because isn't it, are the suits really that effective? Oh, yeah, 100%. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you don't want to go surfing, like put on a wetsuit and go play, like in the summertime, like go rent a wetsuit and go boogie board or play in the ocean. Like it's 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 awesome. Like it's, it's all sand bottom and you can kind of body surf the okay. waves and stuff as well. And I mean, there's... <laughs> 13 plus miles of, of beaches that you can go and find a spot and go post up and play in the water, which is really fun. I had a, a girlfriend come out last summer with her kids and we rented them wetsuits and boogie boards and took them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were just in the water for, they had a blast and it's, you know, summertime. It's, you know, it's, it's really, it's not that cold wintertime. Yes. It's cold. I just, <laughs> yeah. So, is surfing done year round? Mm-hmm. I mean, are they? Yeah. You know, once again, I'm the guy who sits in a computer screen in front of a computer screen all day. So in your opinion, when's the best time to go surfing? Um, I would say, well, anytime. I mean, what did they say? Any, any day surfing is a good day. Right. So, right, I right. mean, it just, you want to go in the, you know, when the conditions are good and, um, so are they better during, you know, summer than they are during winter? Is there, is it, is it kind of like a better season if you will, or is it, it's definitely smaller in the summertime and, um, you know, smaller waves, smaller waves. Yeah. So you can, you know, there's days that you can go out and it's like a lake out there and we'll go stand up paddleboard and dolphins are swimming around and it's really, it's pretty, it's really cool. Um, I would say my favorite time out here would be in the fall. Are you? Okay. But I'm not, I mean, like I said, I'm not that hardcore. I gotta, you know, to get out in the, in, in the winter is kind of a struggle for me. (laughs) I just, I I scratched my head and, you know, you shared your, your husband's story off, off microphone, if you will. I was like, I'll be honest. I was like, (laughs) when he did what? When, um, that's cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's very cool. But I also look at people that go skiing and question, you know, and I know that they're dressed warm. I still quit. Yeah. Uh, so how are the, how are the winter storms there? 
do you guys get do you guys get hit pretty hard yeah we definitely can get hit pretty hard so i would say the one thing i i love about westport in the winter time is that we get a lot of sunshine and i think that people don't expect that but the weather doesn't we don't have the mountains really close here so the the weather mm-hmm. isn't getting you know the clouds and the rain and stuff don't get hung up on the mountains and kind of sit on us. Like you'll see out, you know, over the water, there's, there's a big squall coming and it sort of comes and it blows past you. And then it's like blue skies again. So you're like, okay, I got like 40 minutes in the night to go walk the dog before like the next rain is coming. So, um, I would say that, that winter's actually really cool out here because there's not a lot of people. The storms are cool, but we also get a lot of sunshine. Um, of course, we've been having some some king, t- you know, they, these king tides, which are these extreme high tides um, coming in with some big surf, which have made for some dramatic, uh, <laughs> um, I guess, what do you say, collisions with the land. It's um, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've seen the King Tides video. With, I haven't. You should watch it. It's pretty cool. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we're having some big, big wave events with high tides, which have been drawing a crowd lately. It's pretty, it's pretty dramatic. Um, and I mean, it's also pretty dangerous. So, you know, you have to make good decisions. Like don't try to go take a selfie on the rock wall because a log might take you out or something worse. Um, and then just knowing that, you know, to stay off the beaches when, when it's crazy like that, because the, the waves can come right up to the, to the dune and take you out. So you you just have to be really careful if you're coming for, for storm watching in the winter time. One last question or one last statement that will lead to a question. I am, I just, I made the mistake of clicking on the live cam. And I'm just going to say we're recording this on April 6th. It's about two o'clock in the afternoon. I just watched a white Ford pickup drive past. I'm kidding. I wish it was. But <laughs> you should be at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who you? Who are you? No, I'm just kidding. And it is, like you said, it is blue sky. I'm looking kind of at the marina. Now the camera's moving. Um, now it's pointed out towards the ocean and it, it doesn't look quite like a lake, but it it looks very calm. Yeah, it's small. And the it's, waves are small today. Yeah, and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So, is this normal? I mean, as a tourism board, now you're you're the you are becoming <laughs> the voice of tourism for Westport. No, I'm just kidding. But is this a fairly typical day? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, it's and I mean. Like I said, we have, I, I mean, I have, it's April and I have a tan line already from my watch out here. Oh, like it's, okay. we've been having really, really great weather. And I mean, we also have storms too. Like, you know, sure. we have a lot. the storms are kind of fun too. The storms are really right. cool, actually. Right. Um, Unless you get hit by a tree. That, yeah, you know. it is. Well, yeah, that's self-inflicted but yeah the storms are pretty pretty cool to watch and like i said before the storms come in and they move past us so you kind of get this big wind and you know this cool event and then it's and then it's gone but yeah like the next week the forecast for the next week looks pretty incredible too so so what didn't i ask you that i should have asked you about westport 
I feel like I forgot something. I know one thing I didn't hit you with my typical, is there a good place to get coffee? I just, you know. Uh, we have it. there. You know, what's funny is that about a year ago, there was no coffee shops in yeah, Westport, but we have two now. There's one at the Marina. Well, there's two at the Marina now, which is uh, Captain Captain Jack's and uh, Green Monster, which are at the Marina. So, okay. so thankfully, uh, yes, we do have good coffee and there's a few um, drive through coffee stands as well. A community without coffee is just, you know, just getting us. Um, so, what, so what, what haven't we touched on? I mean, we've, I think we've covered a lot about the things to check out in Westport, but I feel like, um, have we forgotten, have I forgotten to bring something up? I think one of the things that's cool about Westport is as a, as a dog owner, it's extremely dog friendly. And so I think that's something oh, okay. that's good to know. Um, our hotels, um, our condos, like, the campgrounds, like every place is, is dog friendly. So accommodation wise, uh, many of the restaurants have patios. You can bring your dogs onto the beaches. You can have your dogs on as well. Um, and, okay. and, you know, obviously we hope that people clean up after their dogs. <laughs> um, sure, let's all be responsible pet owners, yeah, but that's yeah. great that they're welcome. Yeah. So, yeah, so that for me, I think is, is pretty cool. Um, there's a huge, and I don't really know a lot about it, but, I guess if you're into birding, like the birding here is unreal. I guess it's a, a feeding ground and a migratory stop off for all of these really rare seabirds and stuff. So I think birding here is really popular for people who are into that. And I think even if you're not into that, if you just hang out at the beach or the marina, they have like these diving ducks and you're, you get to see so many birds that you've never seen before, which I think is pretty cool. Um, what else? I don't know. The seafood. I think we talked about that as well. I think for me to be like, I love cooking. So to be able to like mm -hmm. go down to the docks and buy seafood, I think is. So what's your cool. favorite seafood? What is your, you know, what are you, do you like crab? Are you, what is it for you? For me, I would say, I, I mean, honestly, it's, probably boring i love lingcod <laughs> which we get here not boring. Yeah, lingcod halibut salmon i would say um the oysters here are incredible like it's as fresh as you can get it which is awesome mm. um yeah and crab they have spot prawns like just yeah, yeah. you've got a, a very diverse selection of, of seafood available there that's yeah yeah and you know razor razor clams when when we're able to get those or, or i didn't actually I never really had one before, and our, our neighbor invited us over for dinner. She's like, oh, I'm making razor clams. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they were so good. I was like, oh, man, I've been missing out. So um, that's pretty cool. And and the albacore, the tuna here is very popular as well. And I think, you know, we always think about canned tuna. Again, the same neighbor invited us over. They'd gone tuna fishing, and we're cooking up tuna fillets and i was like man this is so good like why are people canning it all the time i was yeah so i definitely would say if you haven't come and i mean if you love seafood and cooking definitely lots of great options okay well i'll leave you with the last word in the sense of where should people go to find out more about either capture share repeat or westport or you get the final word <laughs> Uh, for more information on on Westport, 
head to our, the, the website, which is experiencewestport.com. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram as well. And, uh, you know, we try to post current relevant content as well. So you sort of get a feel for what's actually happening at the time. Um, and then for our company, Capture Share Repeat, just CaptureShareRepeat.com. And as well, you can find us on, on Facebook and Instagram. Great. Well, thank you for making the time to make this happen. Of course. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. It was good to meet you. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.